and welcome to the Authentic Healthpreneur podcast. My name is Marendi Leverett, healthpreneur, business strategist and intuitive, and I will be your host. In this podcast series, I will be interviewing female healthpreneurs and sharing their amazing, inspiring and motivating stories about how they started their own health business. Listen to how some of these beautiful women have overcome barriers or adversity to create their own unique health business and thrive. These women are not making millions of dollars or dominating the world, but they are certainly making a difference to their clients' lives and living their true purpose of serving and helping others in need. Also in this podcast, I will be sharing hints and tips on how to be a successful healthpreneur whilst remaining authentic when starting and running a health business. This podcast aims to inspire, motivate and educate you on all you need to know about starting, growing and pivoting in a business as a health clinician. This podcast is available to subscribe and download via Anchor, Spotify, iTunes and Google Podcast. So remember to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of Authentic Healthpreneurs. My guest today is Hannah O'Brien, and she is an anti-anxiety and stress coach. Welcome, Hannah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you here because I'm just enjoying interviewing such a range of women and their various expertise and skills. And I guess sharing their story with others to, I guess, help inspire them to start their own business and that, you know, you don't actually have to have a formal qualification to be able to help others out. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Excellent. So what I would like you to do first is, yeah, please tell us about your profession, what you do and what made you choose to do what you do? Because yours is a bit of an interesting story because it comes from a personal journey, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm a stress and anxiety coach and I help people who suffer from chronic stress and anxiety figure out good ways to overcome it and cope with it and find comfortable ways to move through it. Um, and we work really closely on fun coping techniques. We do, um, thought reframing mechanisms, uh, and we just work really hard on, um, cultivating a positive mindset and creating a space, uh, where anxiety isn't going to grow or isn't going to, uh, cultivate. So it's been really exciting helping a lot of people in that way. And I got started in it because it was something that plagued myself. I had stress and anxiety my whole life and, um, anxiety was something that, happened to me a lot, really frequently. And I got a lot of people telling me a lot of different things. And I was, and, um, I tried the therapy and medication route and that just didn't work so well for me. It did for a while, but then it just, it wasn't working anymore after some time. And I was like, well, you know, is there anything else that I can try? What else can I do? And, um, I discovered different lifestyle changes that work for me. I discovered different coping skills and different thought reframing techniques and relaxation techniques. Um, and in a combination of using all of those together, I'm really able to live a completely normal life. Um, I was having like four panic attacks a day. And I currently have a panic attack maybe once every couple months. So that's a huge difference in quality of life. Um, and just a huge overall change. And so once I I grew through this, um, I really wanted to see if I could help other people with it in the same way. And so I just kind of started out with a free program and I thought, well, if it doesn't work, it was free and no one got hurt. (laughs) Yes. And, um, it went so well that all of the clients that started with me are still currently with me to this day. Um, and, uh, they've just all grown in such incredible ways. I got amazing testimonials from that 
from that beta program. And um, I just found a real love for helping people in this way and helping them discover that um, they have the power all along. So it's really nice to be able to remind people that they're in the driver's seat and they have control and um, that they have the power to overcome their anxiety and stress. Yeah, it's so amazing because I'm a big believer of, you know, people who've been on a similar journey or have had a similar experience sharing their um, experiences and the tools and tips that they have learned in how to manage whatever the issue condition was because sometimes I feel it's a bit um, medical orientated when you have a doctor telling you oh you have this and you need to do xyz and it's like well what do you know about this you don't have it yourself so having that common um, theme or able to relate to your clients I think is way more valuable than having a health professional tell you what you should and shouldn't be doing isn't that right Absolutely. Absolutely. It's nice to be able to really understand what my clients are going through and just to have been there on a personal level. I think that my clients can definitely appreciate. And while doctors have great advice and they know best, and I do work closely with doctors, I think doctors are important. I do encourage clients to see doctors. I do encourage clients to see therapists and psychiatrists when the timing is right, because I think all of us can help together. And I think there's space for all of us, especially to work together. Um, And so when that's necessary, you know, definitely recommend them out. But um, I think that uh, it, it does give me a unique perspective to work with clients in that way because I've been there myself so it's it's been fulfilling and it's made the things that I've gone through worth it because I'm like okay at least I can help other people with this and at least if I had to go through all that something good is coming out of it and more people are getting help so yeah no that's amazing (laughs) so I guess what what was the pinnacle or the defining moment when you decided that you wanted to start doing this Absolutely. Um, I, I think it was when I overcame my own anxiety and I really just, um, I was in a lot of groups on Facebook and I saw a lot of people asking for help and struggling. And I saw myself, I saw myself in every single one of those people that were commenting and I thought, Oh my God, I have to help. I have to help. So I'd stop everything that I was doing, even if it meant hours of talking to somebody or getting their thing on messenger and going back and forth, I would spend hours and hours and hours of my free time, just giving coping mechanisms, asking, have you tried this? Cause a lot of people would be like, well, man, I've tried everything. And I'd be like, have you tried mindfulness? Have you tried meditation? Have you tried progressive muscle relaxation or visualizations or guided imagery or, and I would just throw out a bunch and they'd be like, yeah. Whoa, I haven't even heard of half <laughs> of that list. Like maybe two things on there I have tried. And I was like, well, you said you tried everything. I was like, so I wanted to make sure we ruled it all out. And, um, you know, they realized that, oh my God, there's so many different things that I haven't tried. That's not medication. That's not therapy. That's free. That's inexpensive that I can start doing today to make a change. And that was so empowering for me to find out. And I wanted to empower other people in the same way that they could take control. And so what I teach in my programs is a lot of free, accessible, affordable materials that people can access on their own and can start doing today. And it doesn't require thousands of dollars or years of work. So I think that's really important to to make mental health care accessible in that way. Um, Totally, totally. And um, I know like uh, I was working for a university during COVID and um, I was asked to record some podcast episodes and I actually interviewed a psychologist who worked at our university and he was a big believer of, you know, free mindfulness activities to help people with managing stress and anxiety, especially because we were all in lockdown and and some people were coping with it and others weren't. Um, And I was amazed because, yeah, psychologists are trained to, you know, deliver CBT or what other therapies that they're um, trained to do. But he was a big believer of utilizing, you know, meditation, other mindfulness activities, um, because yeah, you're in lockdown, you can't always access a psychologist, but sometimes it's just as simple as 
settling your mind, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think so many times um, we receive advice too from people and sometimes they don't have, it could be a therapist or a psychiatrist and they don't necessarily go into it with you or have the time. And they'll be like, Hey, you know, I think meditation could really help. Journaling could really help. And maybe uh, practicing gratitude. And, um, and then you're like, okay, how long should I practice that for? And what does that mean? And scientifically, why does that work? And when do I have to do it? And how many times do I have to do it? And what does that look like? And so we go over every bit of that and every step of that in my program and in my coaching, because that's so much of everything that I wanted when I got advice from these people. I was like, okay, meditation, but, but when, and, but how, and, but why, and, but where we we get stuck. And then we become even more anxious and stressed because we're like, am I doing it right? Is this the right one for me? You know? Yes. So that's so cool. Yeah. Um, so I guess then, because you've been running your business for a while now, what have you found have been the positives of running your own business? Um, I love it. I love the freedom of running my own business. I love the freedom of helping people that come to me of choosing different, um, price points based on, uh, different budgets and what different people have needs for. Um, it's also really exciting to grow in different ways and to see what's being asked of me because, um, a lot of times there's different clients that need different things. And so I find myself growing into different areas of coaching to kind of help meet those needs. And that's something that's really cool that I didn't even expect would happen when I first started out, um, which I think is really exciting. And I just, I love being an entrepreneur. Um, it's definitely in my spirit and in my blood. Um, I have a whole line of family of entrepreneurs above me. So, um, and my brother is one and my dad is one. So we have a lot of entrepreneurs in the family and just, um, a lot of great ideas, but it's been great to have my own freedom to be my own boss and, um, really to get to help other people in the way that I want to, to have the power to help others in the way that I wanted. Cause I think when I was working in restaurants and in retail and things like that, I was helping people and that's a great service, but it, I was not helping people in the way that I wanted to. And so this is, it feels really empowered to be able to help people in this way. Totally, totally. And I think that's why a lot of us go into working for ourselves because we want to be able to be that change for someone else, or we want to share our own experiences and don't want to be caught inside a box, um, that type of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So I guess with every positive, there's a negative. What have you found have been some of the negatives of running your own business? Um, keeping up motivation. I think motivation for yourself is something that's hard when you're a solopreneur or you're an entrepreneur and you're, you know, by yourself, um, it's on you and it's on you alone. And nobody's like knocking on your door. Like, Hey, I need those reports (laughs) or like, (laughs) you know, um, here's this paper or can I get the stapler or, you know, nobody's like really around. So it's just kind of up to you and, and what you've got going on. So, um, keeping motivated was something that I took a really big look at and I was like, okay, how am I going to keep myself motivated throughout this process? Because I'm not going to have the traditional motivation of a boss or somebody like that above me. Mm. And so, um, for me, I really find that action precedes motivation and that in order to have motivation, there has to be action first. And that action gives us motivation to continue into more action. And so whenever I find myself getting stuck, I remind myself that I'm like, okay, I need action in some way. So I stop whatever I'm doing. I'll make a list of the three most important things that need to get done that day. Um, and then number one, and the key is that we don't move on to anything else until number one is done. If the dishes need to get done while we're working on number one, that goes to the bottom of the list. We don't start the dishes (laughs) in the middle of number one and then finish number one and number two, the dishes go to the very bottom and then we'll finish that next. And it's just like anything else. If an email pops up in the middle of it, but it's a really important email, it's going below the dishes because (laughs) that's the next thing. So I just try to keep myself as organized as possible, especially because I know I'm a brain that goes everywhere and just try to keep myself, um, motivated with action, motivated on keeping up with my tasks and my reminders app is my absolute Bible. I follow that 
daily. I would not be anywhere without it. So I make sure I have my to-do list and my reminder set for myself. So I keep myself organized, keeping myself yeah. organized, keeps me on top. Yeah, no, that's a big thing for me. My um, to-do list and my little notebook. I have a, um, what do we call it? Actually, my sister-in-law put me onto it a few years ago. It's here in Australia. I don't know if it's available overseas, but it's a book called Get Shit Done. <laughs> Oh, yes. I've heard of that one. I need to get that one. I want it so bad. It sounds oh, amazing. Oh my gosh. And then there's like the other one with the F word, but they've bleeped it out, but it is, it's such, yeah. <laughs> I say to people, use what works for you. So yeah. Right. So I guess you've given some advice and tips on, you know, how to <laughs> keep focused. <laughs> so I want to ask, so thinking back to when you started out in business, what do you wish you had have known then that you know now? Oh, that's such a great question. <laughs> um, I think the most important thing that I wish that I had knew, uh, known then that I know now is that um, just keep having the faith that I'm going to get there because I'm always going to get there. Um, with every problem that I've come across, I've always thought, oh my gosh, this is such a huge problem. What if I don't figure it out? Or what if it never happens? Or what if something bad comes to play. Um, but I think the most important thing is knowing that I'll get through it and that I have the power to solve any problem that comes my way, um, no matter how big or how small. Um, and I just wish I would have had a little bit more faith in myself as I went forward. I feel like I would have told myself to take a little bit more action, take a little bit bigger steps. Um, and yeah, I think just have a little bit more faith and just know that you're going to get there and have the courage to get through the problems because they come and go. (laughs) Yeah, totally. So, um, a question I'm asking everyone, um, cause I think it's super important. How are you managing work-life balance? And I know for some people, they don't see it as a work-life balance, but yeah. How are you managing keeping business work separate from your personal life? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think for everybody, it's a little bit different, but for me, I like to clock in and clock out. Um, I set work to be at a specific time, a specific spot, and I have a little app on my phone where I'll clock in, I'll measure my hours, um, clock out and really keep my time and my space separate. Um, I take little breaks whenever I need to and um, try to work them in every now and again, because whenever I have a break, I feel a little bit more refreshed and I'm a little bit easier moving on to the next part of whatever I need to work on. Um, but yeah, no, I think there's a lot of really great things to do, but that's just a couple that I do. Yeah, no, that's great. And, um, of course we're coming out the other side of COVID, I guess, depending on where you are in the world, people have had, do we call it flare ups of COVID or (laughs) spikes happening? Um, but how did COVID affect your business and was it in a good or bad way? And, you know, did you have to pivot or recreate yourself? What happened for you and your clients? During the very middle of COVID, um, I, COVID was kind of an interesting time because it was almost like, it feels like it's three years, but I think it was, I was only two, I think it was only like two or two and a half years. Yeah. Um, cause at the beginning of it, I was in, I was in a different position entirely. I was with a marketing company and, um, it was crazy and hectic and mm. we didn't really know what was happening. And eventually I found that marketing wasn't the right fit for me. And it just made me too stressed and anxious. So yeah. I was like, okay, I can't do this. And I was like, I need to figure out what to do. And um, this, this came a bit, a little bit later, but um, when I was in the stress and anxiety coaching, I just found that it increased people's anxiety that I have a lot of people that come to me who are anxious about COVID or anxious about the numbers going up. Yeah. Um, they're anxious about health or different health symptoms. And so we work on those. And then as well as I've seen people who have never experienced stress and anxiety, um, experiencing stress and anxiety after they had COVID for the first time. 
And so they're like, I went to the doctor. I don't know what's happening. The doctor told me it was a panic attack. He told me I was having anxiety. I've never had anxiety before. Um, and so I just found a lot of people saying that. So a lot of people who got COVID also seemed to have anxiety or anxiety attacks afterwards, which is really unfortunate and really sad. And I think that it kind of changed the global mindset of the world. Um, yeah. I feel like the world became a little bit darker of a place for everybody. And, um, I, I think that that was really hard to deal with for some people. And I think that that weighs heavier on some people than it does others. For some people, this is still something that's in the forefront of their mind daily for those that are immunocompromised and, um, that struggle and have a hard time with their health. Mm. Whereas for some of us who are healthier might not, it might not be something that we're so focused on. So I do see a lot of those people that are still scared and they're still struggling to adapt to a world that hasn't quite figured out even, um, how to quite how to cope with something like this or something of this magnitude. So it's definitely been difficult uh, for a lot of my clients and for a lot of the people that I see out there that are struggling with stress and anxiety. So I hope that, um, that this pandemic will cause more people like me to come out of the, uh, to come out of the woodworks. And I'm not done here. I plan on, um, impacting the world in a very big way. And I would love to, um, I know I'm still too new now, but someday my dreams and my goals are to teach other people how to do what I do so that there might be some more support to our mental health care. Um, especially here in the United States, we're really struggling, yeah. um, especially in light of recent events. Um, so, you know, I just, I would love to be a big part of that and it, in a big help. And I've seen COVID impact mental health in a big way. So I hope that we'll be, we'll be taking just as big strides to help take care of it. Yeah, most definitely. So you've led me to the next question is, so what's the future hold for you and your business? So what are you looking to implement? Absolutely. I have so many big plans. <laughs> I have, I have shiny all object have, syndrome a little bit. Oh yeah. We all have those big dreams and you're like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And it's like, um, hang on. There's only 24 hours in a day. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. That's me. 110%. I'm like, I have my hands in all the honey pots. I just want to do absolutely everything at once. Um, but I do have a, I list it somewhere. I keep it in a nice little, um, organized list. So I'm working on one thing at a time and I'm trying really hard to do that, to focus on one thing at a time and one project at a time. Um, and not get too much of shiny object syndrome, but I have a book in the works. Um, I have an app completely formulated in my mind that I would really like to put out on paper and get out to people. Um, I have a group coaching program coming out. I'm going to be doing a three-day live event here soon. Um, I also have a course that I'm creating and working on and a mini course that I'm creating and working on. <laughs> So I'm, I'm very busy. I have lots and lots of things. I have a Facebook support group as well. That's, um, free and I do live coaching in there, live masterclasses. Um, I do live Q and A's. And then I also have my partner who's a life coach help me. So anything that's not stress and anxiety related, he helps out with and answers questions for, um, and I, yeah, I just have so many different things going on, but I would love to be a bigger coach and a bigger overall brand in the future so that I can help impact more people. I'd love to eventually coach others. Like I said before on how to become, um, stress and anxiety coaches and how to help other people in that way, because I haven't found a whole lot of other people that are stress and anxiety coaches. It's yeah. very niche. It's very rare. There's a lot of life coaches out there and a lot of mindset coaches who claim to do similar things as I do, but that's not their main focus. And that's totally fine. Um, but I'd love to see more, more of people that are really focused on stress and anxiety, because it's one of the biggest killers out there, um, especially here in America. Um, I think it's stress is the number one killer. Um, so it's, it's something really big and I'd love to help people live longer and live happier lives. And I'd love to, I'd love for that to be a big impact. So, um, I've been on a lot of podcasts and magazines and TV shows and things like that. And I just hope to keep sharing my voice and sharing my story and encouraging more people to be heard and share their voice and share their story. 
um, and just continue going along that route. <laughs> mm, that's amazing. Thank you for um, coming along and sharing because, yeah, I don't wish to, you know, say that you're not a professional in your own right, but you're not someone who's come from mainstream health background, but I still feel you have a lot to um, add to people, especially because you've come from an, you know, personal experience. And I always a big believer of personal experience can sometimes outweigh any qualification someone might have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do have a stress and anxiety coaching management certification underneath my belt, and I am currently working on another one, but um, that is something that is, is brought up to me a couple of times as if I have the letters behind my name and I did mm. go to college, um, but not for this, no. <laughs> um, but you know, I do have my life experience. I do have coaching experience with other clients and um, I have been invited uh, to speak on so many different platforms and summits like that on this topic. So I've done I've just so much, so much research and I do, I would love to go back to school eventually when I um, can afford that, that time and that money of getting that degree. But, um, I think that we shouldn't discourage people from helping, especially when they have the tools to help. Um, and I, I think there's no better experience than getting out there and trying and helping. So I think it's been an awesome, um, for the people who get that and who understand that. And I appreciate them having me out here and I appreciate you having me on your show. I've had so much fun. Oh, <laughs> no, most definitely. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. Cause like I said, you know, I feel like, um, people come to where they are and what they're doing through either life experience or, you know, personal experience with family members. And I really feel people with, um, you know, that experience probably so more or so far more qualified than, as I said, you know, those trained clinicians, but like you said, you're not practicing outside your scope. Um, You're just showing people other ways to help managing stress and anxiety that doesn't involve therapy medication because at the end of the day not everything works for everyone and you've got to keep trying different things until you find one um, modality that's going to work for you absolutely I couldn't have said it better myself (laughs) yeah so do you just want to share with everyone um, your business name again and where they can find you online Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my business name is, I'm just Hannah O'Brien, the anti-anxiety coach. Um, and you can find me online at Hannah, H-A-N-N-E-H dash O-B-R-I-E-N, Hannah O'Brien.com. Um, you can go ahead and click my chat widget in the lower right-hand corner and reach out to me if you'd like, um, any sort of quick questions or things like that. I'm pretty quick. Um, there's all my about information on there, um, and all my contact information. So if you want to hear my story, learn more about me, or even see what upcoming performances I have, I list them out on the website. Um, but yeah, I'd love it if you guys would check me out and send me a message. I'm happy to help in any way that I can. And thank you so much for letting me come on the show. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you for coming and sharing your business journey. Thank you. Thanks. You have been listening to the Authentic Healthpreneur podcast. To ensure you don't miss an episode, remember to subscribe. If you are enjoying this series, please leave us a review. If after listening to this podcast episode, you feel inspired to start or transform your own health business, come join our free Facebook group, Authentic Healthpreneurs. Search Authentic Healthpreneurs in the Facebook groups. In this group, you will find free resources, webinars and other events to help propel your business forward and succeed. It is a beautiful community of like-minded female health practitioners who support and uplift one another and celebrate our successes together. 
If you need help with starting or growing your health business, be sure to check out my website, AuthenticHealthpreneurs.com. Here you will find more information on the one-on-one coaching services and online training programs that I offer. I would love to support and guide you to live your life purpose and see you succeed in business. If you are not sure what help you need, then be sure to book in for a free business strategy session with myself. You will find the link in the website.